0: What's up, people? Welcome to another Market Watch episode. I'm your guy Eric T. Jackson, and he's your other guy Eddie Chenelle. What's up, buddy? Well, oh, man, you good, coach? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm pretty doing good. Uh, so is, is it's our third uh, Market Watch episode, our fourth together, but our third Market Watch. So I thought that since uh I don't think we really got into our backgrounds and that type of thing uh, and, and what brought us to this point. So I thought sharing that information will, might be good for the listeners. So can you just uh, give the listeners a little bit of your background and I'll give them some of mine? Yeah, man. So, I,
1: I mean, got into
0: investing because, I mean, my dad, my dad's
1: was Adam investor, man. And so it was real good to to learn at a young age. man. I think he got me going at, at like 12 years old when we started to. Invest, we were dabbling penny stocks, man. Doubled my money in like, you know, in a month. And uh, just from then on, man, it just it was always, you know, something that I love to do. You know what I mean? I, I mean, got a business background, you know, from college, but okay. you know, I don't have a Wall Street pedigree. I don't have that, you know, uh, a, uh, you know, Ivy League school and like that. I'm a Florida Atlantic grad. I see what the Rockets had, too, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir. Yeah, no,
1: you know, but uh, it, it, it was uh it was always good to learn, man. And, and to learn at a young age, you know, the value of a
0: dollar, man, what it means to, you know, oh, eventually yeah. want to retire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you, if you have a business background, obviously uh, business was sort of in your mind at one point and and, and you, you always sort of been in that direction. So, you know, I've always
1: talked about, you know, man, you know, I don't work for anybody to be my own boss. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just took, you know, what I mean, I guess you know, a little push, you know, what I mean after wanting to get out of coaching and everything to be able to do that, man. So yeah, with a business background and you know, with a business degree, it was it was always something. You know, everything operates as a business anyway. Right. Schools, hospital, everything operates as a business. You know what I mean? So yeah, I figured, why not put that stuff to use, man? You know, I got to teach in business classes and start, you know, yeah. showing kids, you know, teach them like, yo, there's a way to do this, man. There's a way to invest and a, and a way to do it. And Absolutely. I and mean, doing this like now, you know, I need to be doing it for myself, you know, so. We've always been adamant on, on investing, man, and putting money away, you know, the, the rainy day fund and all that stuff. And and like yeah, I said, okay. man, just you know, having that business background is great. But to try to, you know, tell everybody that's out there, man. That
0: watches, guys, you don't need a business background to, to be able to do this stuff, man, to be able to right. invest. Yeah, that's definitely true. But I'm I wanna say that I think that business is necessary for just the regular kid or student growing up. I'm not sure all yeah. high schools, mostly high schools, they don't teach like business or investing or that side of it. But I think that all kids need to grow up with a business background or finance background or something, man, even if they aren't going to get into it. I just think it'll help them in their, their daily lives so much, you know? Uh, Yeah, that's for sure, man. You know, you you get a lot of people that, that, you know, because, you know, whether it's because their
1: parents don't know or their parents, you know, are afraid to do it. So, you know, they don't put into those kids, but, I wish, man, I, I I truly, truly wish that schools would make, you know, how they used to have P.E. mandatory and all that stuff, man. Yep. Making some form of personal financial literacy a requirement to graduate. Needs to be a requirement to graduate, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Accounts, savings accounts, how to pay your bills, what well, you know, debt, credit, man, insurance, yeah. you know, investing, savings, how to apply for a mortgage, you know what I mean, how to yeah. fill out job applications, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. And telling these kids, man, I used to give them a major grade and hey, man, we're going to fill out job applications and here go some of the deals. You don't fill out on pencil, you know, blue or black ink, going to be filling out in yeah. red and green, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, and things like that, that kids don't know, man, how to, you know, write a check, which I know that's kind of obsolete now, but how to write a letter in, a, in an envelope and how to fill it out, you know, things that, they, that these kids, you know, don't right. know. And right. you know, that are going to help them in life. I mean, realistically, yeah. you, you will to pay bills the rest of your life. I promise you. The rest. You don't have to pay bills. You're going to have to deal with money
0: in some way, shape, or form. So you better learn how to do it, I mean, responsibly. So whenever you start working, you're paying the IRS. So you're paying somebody as soon as you start working. It. So if you can work at 15, you need to be required to know how to pay bills and know at least a little financial literacy at 15. You know what For I'm sure. saying? So uh my background it may be uh similar maybe a little different i uh I grew up like an artsy guy, man I was a songwriter mm. uh you know i wrote wrote books you know that's the type of dude I grew up as you know uh so business wasn't at the forefront of my mind finance investing none of that was at the forefront growing up in college i I was a communications major, a double major in kinesiology. Uh, So I had to live a little, you know. Uh, And once I started to live, I really, you know, I started developing certain principles, reading certain books. And, you know, that business mind sort of started to develop in me, you know. Uh, So when I went back to grad school, like eight years after I got my undergrad,
1: out in the, the world. of oh, bad, man. That's all good. Random videos playing, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Man. So uh, eight years, eight years later, I went to grad school. I said, uh, "You you can get a, a graduate degree in anything." I chose an MBA, a Master of Business Administration, just so I could uh, cover things that I hadn't been taught when I grew up. You know. Economics, uh, man, it taught me so many things. Just getting that degree, that once I got the degree, I wanted to take it even further, you know, because I still wasn't investing, you know. So uh, once I got the degree, I started doing some other things in within the business realm, and you know, investing popped up, and the value of a dollar and uh, time. You know, uh, so I'm thinking now if I'd been investing in college, what it would be worth like 10 years later when I started. And, you know, that right there got me thinking a different way. And so, you know, I started investing in uh, after I started investing. I wanted to get as many people as possible to invest. So uh, we started doing that. Uh, I started talking to different people. Uh, people liked what I had to say. So I, you know, I jumped on YouTube, said, let me start doing a few videos. Those were, you know, pretty popular. And, uh, and here we are, man, here we are. I, uh, I met you even before I was investing, I met you as a coach and and didn't know you were a business minded guy. And I don't know if you knew that I was a business minded guy, but. Not yeah. at all, man. I'm just find out you had an MBA, so that's my <laughs> next one. Man. So I got one, got my master's in education
1: administration, thinking you know, okay, I'm going yeah, to principal of some or you know, you know, going to Absolutely, an athletic director, you know, assistant athletic director, and now I mean, I'm ready to go back to school, man. I want to get yeah, that MBA, I do. Absolutely. I mean, I really do, and I want to go to class and I want to sit in class. I want to do it online like I did my my master's. Absolutely, I want to sit in class, man, and put that you know pencil to that paper, man, and, and get there to work.
0: Go. There you go. It's a lot of time investment, but. I, I, you know, if that's something you want to do to improve on what you already doing, man, I would recommend it oh wholeheartedly, you know, uh, can't hurt education. can't hurt. You know what I mean? At
1: all. Like, you, can't, to, you know, I mean, learn. lifelong learner. I consider myself a lifelong learner, man. I love, I was just telling my students the other day yeah. students, that I love to learn something new. Yeah. Like, and it could be things, man. Like just, just you know, look, we were talking about billboards in my advertising class and I found out that in 19 like49 Alaska band you are not allowed to have a billboard in Alaska really <laughs> yeah just you know what I mean they like man you know, they didn't want to take away from the from the scenery you know what I mean yeah yeah it's beautiful um, up there
0: yeah but again and the
1: crazy thing is again that's, I mean just random example but man I just right. I, love, I love
0: to learn man I absolutely. love to learn
1: and man, it can't I, do anything but help you in
0: life absolutely man uh so if anybody's watching this uh you're always going to learn you're gonna be learning new stuff or miss opportunities to learn new stuff all the time. So you might as well take those opportunities and learn all you can and whatever it is you want to learn, because they'll be there for you, man. It'll help you out for sure. Uh, so let's uh, jump into uh, FTX, man. Uh, <laughs> and so last week we talked about the lottery and how lottery winners can lose $50 million. Like, you know, over a course of years how do you lose 16 billion dollars in over the course of a week bro how does that happen so you know the the deal
1: with that stuff is and i and let me start with this you know what I mean when it comes to crypto yep. yes i have some in my portfolio i do you know dabble in crypto a little bit but it is tough for me to go full on just say hey i'm just going to be a crypto investor because it doesn't exist you know what i'm saying uh huh it's a woozy it's so, you know it's fairy dust man it's binary code it's ones and zeros you know i want somebody to pull out a bitcoin and show me an actual bitcoin you know what I mean so I nobody's able do it time. yeah and I have a hard time with and you know putting too much or investing too much into it because of things like this so you know you ask how did this thing go down well you know he is you know he had a couple of subsidiary companies man and uh, I think one of the ones was Alameda research and I think what, biggest deal was there was money being funneled from FTX right they created their own token. Uh, okay. I had other people that were investing in and buying it up, and I think that was kind of one of those that you know let's drive this price up. You know, did you, and, did you uh, have any of his
0: up. token? Did no, I any? did not. No, I okay. did not.
1: Not have any of that. And um, you know, he had other people that went to invest. And I think the uh, the CEO of Binance uh, Binance was one of the major holders of it. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, you know, they you know uh, Coinbase, I believe, it was yep. released. You know, an article and kind of put it out there like, hey man, there's something going on with the balance sheet here. Like things are not <laughs> you know, balancing up. You know, and they went through, and they're starting to find that hey man, this dude you know was you know they were insolvent. Oh you know, wow! They, yeah, they 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 couldn't cover you know mean expenditures, man. So you're looking at things like shareholders' equity, and uh, okay. that's a big indicator for it, right? So if you take you know what a business owns, subtract from it what they uh, what they owe, and their like you know their assets minus their liabilities can give you shareholders' equity, and their shareholders' equity was I guess very very negative. So he so was he, looking for something like eight billion dollars to cover that gap of you to know cover uh, that with, gap. Absolutely. Yeah, man, and I think just I I think that there's a lot more to the story, and I think a lot more of the yeah. stuff is going to come, you know, to uh to the forefront once they you know continue to investigate and and keep digging a little bit. Yeah. You know, you know we talked about it. I think two episodes ago, man. What happens to these dudes? And it's greed, man. Yeah,
0: like, so, so that's row. what it was. Because yeah. he said, so from what I read, he he said that he should have never uh filed a chapter eleven. He said once he did that. It gave everybody, it gave his investors an opportunity to go after him. But if he'd never filed that, he still might be in business. I mean, what, what do you say to that?
1: Man, I don't know. I, you know, there was also, you know, word that he had put out that, you know, they, you know, a bunch of, you know, millions of dollars of tokens had gotten, you know, hacked right after, you know, all this stuff came out. Uh-huh. Again, I think that there's more to the story, man. I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, I'm not a part of the investigation or anything, but, you know, where, where there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely that there was, you know, probably money being funneled and, you know, just not doing things the way they're supposed to, you know what I mean? When you're talking about your balance sheet and some of your corporate documents, man, there was, I mean, unprecedented how they were, uh, you know, that like there's a complete failure of corporate controls. You yeah.
0: know what I mean? There was so no that, that financial
1: information or nothing, you know what I mean, that 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 was there. And I think that, you know, it caught up to them. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a Ponzi scheme. Okay. He was running a Ponzi scheme, but, you know, after a while, it's just you can only hold on for so long. And once those investors stop,
0: it's like, oh, man. And now people want to cash out. Now what? You know, look at Bernie Madoff. So it's not exclusive to this being a crypto firm. It it just was bad business all around. I think so, man. I think, again, I'm not there. I wasn't
1: part of any of that. But just knowing that, you know, something had to have been going on for Coinbase to even want to release that information you know what i mean mm-hmm. there had to have been something fishy going because you know binance was going to buy them out help bail them out right yep. their major competitor rival was going to bail them out and then you know yep. uh, the very next day it was like yeah we're not doing that <laughs> i mean no due diligence those guys didn't you know then something like i said with a smoke there's fire I Man, i think there's gonna be a lot more to the story uh uh-huh. continues to unfold man already already
0: yeah. okay so uh moving on the uh the you want to talk about the uh the dovish uh actions in the market uh, uh what's going on there
1: so just again listen to the talking heads you know and they, they the fed meets and they start speaking you know it, it could be little things either the way how they say it or you know you know a little piece of what they said that gives you know investors hope and when they hear that like hey you know the the fed might be pulling back because the the uh, US PPI number came back and it's, you know, numbers are coming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So gives people that hope that, hey, man, you know what? Inflation is starting to get under control and things of that sort. Yep. That When they may mention of some of those things that, you know, that dovish part comes in and people start to, you know, it's that, it's that rally cry, right? So everybody gets excited that, hey, man, you know, the Fed may not be going, you know, another 75 basis points, you know, another 50 basis points that, you know, maybe over the course of the next year, they might go, you know, maybe another full basis point, but going a quarter at a time as opposed to these, you know, 75 basis point hikes. And, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, hoping that these, you know, bring interest rates back down a little bit, especially, you know, in the mortgage industry, man, right now, Mm -hmm. look, I'm at a 2.6. And if I were to sell my house and go buy something now, you know, with rates being what they were over the last, you know, two, three weeks, man, six, 7%, you're losing money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Already. Uh, so, uh, was any 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 hawkish actions or just straight uh dovish going I on. I think I think what they're trying to pull out of there is
1: um is that there's hope that this is going to, you know, that they do have a plan that it is starting to what, what they're doing is starting to have the effects that they want. Okay. You know, but that does not mean that they're done, you know, hiking rates. Okay. Uh you know, even with some of that, you know, dovish policy, you know, assumption that they have that there's Still going to be more rate hikes. You know what I mean, so people need to prepare for that. And again, you know, you talk about the financial institutions and those guys like that man that, that run this stuff. Yep. You know, those are the ones that are even making price moves. You know, when the everyday investor, you know, I go out and I buy, you know, 10 shares of Tesla, 100 shares, even a thousand shares of Tesla, that's mm-hmm. not moving that price, you know, much, if at all. Right. So mm-hmm. you go to somebody like you know, BlackRock or Vanguard, who, you know, those, I think some of them jokers owned you know, like 12, 13 percent of you know, of meta or Facebook. Yeah. Well, when those guys decide, hey, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna trim our, you know, some of our position. Well, what happens? That starts to move price around. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that with you know the the Fed talking about being, uh, you know that slowing down the rate hikes, right, or not being as aggressive with it,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: that is giving people hope that hey, you know what, man, there's a chance for that mark, you know, for the market to rebound. And again, it all depends on who you listen to because they're they're even still saying that yeah, we got a nice little rally going right now, but you know, again, we're going into the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to still be hiking so you know does it have legs does it have enough where you know it can sustain this and uh, you know a lot of people on there yes while they are optimistic some of them are still anticipating that there's still going to be you know i mean there's still more to drop from where it's at now
0: for sure for sure okay good deal man uh now asset classes for uh portfolios uh what are we uh talking about there
1: so I, when you put together, I mean, in, in portfolio, man, the, the biggest word that people, if you, if you don't know what it is, man, diversification. Being able to diversify and do okay. not have all your eggs in one basket. You know what okay. I mean? Yep. So that's like saying, look, you know, I got a million dollars and I'm betting it all on horse number seven. Yeah. You put that million dollars on it, and seven does not win. Well, there it is. All your eggs are gone. You know what I mean? That million dollars is gone. So you yeah. know, spread that money around and saying, hey, you know what? Yes, I want a little bit in, you know, some large cap and some small cap, mid cap. Okay. You know, bonds, things like that. And we'll go through all, you know, all those things and what it means. Um, But being able to diversify a portfolio, man, and understanding what you are investing in, right? What are the, what are those asset classes, right? Mm -hmm. So what you don't want is a lot of things that are going to be overlapping, right? So yeah, I've got, you know, I'm I'm in this large cap growth fund and, you know, they have, you know, their top 10 holdings are, you know, Apple, Amazon, right? Google, Tesla, whatever it is. And then you're also like, Hey man, I'm also in this large cap, you know, aggressive or just a large cap blend. And they also are invested you know the top 10 holdings are some of those same companies well when those 10 companies are not doing well right you've got two funds that are not doing as well now as yeah. opposed to saying hey with the, i'm gonna go with this large cap i'm gonna go with a you know with a mid cap with a small cap and just be able to diversify and if you're talking more even so on a uh, individual security basis mm-hmm. you know uh don't just be fully in technology you know what i mean For you sure. might want to have some of your some of your holdings in you know the financial industry and you know consumer uh Discretionary, right. right? Non-discretionary, you know, you know, non-cyclical, cyclical things. Right. Uh, you know, oil and gas. I mean, just diversifying, putting your money into different areas, right, man? And trying to find some of those correlated assets and trying to find some that are not correlated, right, or they have that negative correlation. So, if, right. you know, risk, you know, it's, it's playing, you know, trying to hedge your risk a little bit. So, when some of your portfolio is doing very, very well, you have some that are not doing so well. but That's okay because that's there to protect you. So that when it flips and these ones that have been doing well start to come down, mm-hmm. these are going up. So it just. Mm-hmm. I mean, trying to keep that status quo, and and again, just diversification. I can't stress it enough, you know. For young investors that are out there that are looking to it, yes, you see these guys with the get rich quick, right? They're you know they're playing Mm -hmm. these Bath and Beyond options and things of that sort, man. Yeah, make sure that you are putting away and you are, like I said, diversify a little bit, man. Don't don't be afraid to put a little bit in bonds, right? They're you know a lot safer than than your equities. Mm -hmm. Being able to diversify so with some of your asset classes. All right, you're talking, you know, like I said, consumer, you know, the, some of the defensive stocks that are supposed to be quote unquote recession proof. All right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, what about uh, commodities right now? I know uh, gold and silver is generally when the stock market is down, gold and silver is up and vice versa. Uh, what do you think about those two right now as far as buying? I,
1: mean, I hadn't looked here. I'll pull something up real quick and I'll tell you right now. As far, you know, gold, you know, and the dollar and investing some of that stuff is, uh, you know, never a bad deal. Again, that's part of diversification, man. So, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, going back and just looking here from the beginning of the year, 2022, what was gold? This is the spider gold trust I'm looking at here. We'll say January the 4th, it was at, give or take, you know, $169. So it's down on the year overall. And it started rallying back and everything. But again, having some of that stuff, man, your gold, your silver. Yeah. Uh, looking at some of the commodities, right? A lot of people, you know, orange juice, things mm-hmm. of that sort, that, you know, again, that can help hedge some of the deals that, you know, if you're investing in technology this year, semiconductors, all that, man, you've, you've taken a beating this year. Yes, so Having is. some of those things that have been able to rally and been able to, you know, withstand, you know, some of the issues that we've got going on, on the market. Yeah. It's never a bad deal.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so I, I, I talked to, you know, quite a, quite a few people. Uh, so did we talk about uh, this investing in actual brick and mortar real estate, as opposed to uh, REITs uh, on the stock market? Uh, so, I mean, investing in real estate, that's another
1: way. Yeah. Diversified portfolio, right? So I've got, you know, a rental property or something like that, or something that, you know, it's a, you know, a second home that you Airbnb out. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Finding some REITs that, that are good. Cause a lot of those are, you know, are good. Uh, like a better way to put a good dividend payers, right? Mm-hmm. So you get those, those payouts with them. So again, another way to diversify. So you got some of your, your cash equivalents, right? you got equities, which are you know going to be your stocks, uh, fixed income, right? So everybody doesn't know that talking about, you know, investing in bonds there. Uh, sure. But it's, it's, it's always a good deal to, again, and you can invest in some ETFs that are real, you know, real estate ETFs. You know what I mean? Cause there's a lot of people like, you know, myself, do I have right now what it takes to be able to go and purchase or, uh, an investment property and all that? I, I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to. I don't want to be a landlord, right? So I can get <clears> some of those same, you know, kind of returns, all that stuff by investing <laughs> in some of these REITs, You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. So you know, just a way to again. I can't stress it enough, man. Being able to diversify and understanding what you're invested in as far as, you know, asset classes, right? So your equities, right? Your stocks, your bonds, right? Any kind of cash, remarkable securities, commodities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, things that are, you know, you want things that are liquid, right? So that God forbid you, you know, if something happens, you know, you have access to that cash. Yeah. Um, you know, and being able to understand that. All right. Now that I know, okay, I want to be, get invested in some equities. Right. So I'm looking into some mutual funds or some ETFs and then being able to break it down from there also. Right. So you've got your large cap, small cap, mid cap. Right. Uh, you know, those are going to be things that track different indexes.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, you know, things that are going to be, as far as when you're talking about a large cap, small cap, mid cap, uh, they're talking about market capitalization. All right, so if you take however many shares that a company has outstanding, multiply it by the price, and that'll tell you, hey, are they a small cap, right? So they have certain numbers that, you know, I guess thresholds, you know, just, I mean, no different than, you know, when they when they do classifications in, in high school sports, right? 5A, 6A.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They do that same deal. Yeah. Uh, so with large cap stocks, you're looking at, I, I can't, I'm going to lie to you and give you a number. I'm going to pull it up right now. Let's see here. Because then you, know, you got mega cap, you got, I mean, there's all kinds of deals, man. Large <laughs> cap. So here we go. Company, capers, is are some more than $10 billion. Okay. So what's considered a large cap is, you know what I mean? You have more than $10 billion. So if yeah. you look at something like Apple, who's, you know, at one point was a trillion dollar company. Yeah. Uh, you take how many shares they own, you know, they have outstanding. Uh, and then you multiply by that share price. And if that is, you know, $10 billion more, then it's considered a large
0: cap stock. Oh, large okay. cap company. Okay. So... Uh, large, mid, and small. So yeah, so your mid will be
1: between something like two billion and and ten billion, right? Yeah. So it's crazy to think that you're talking about a mid cap company, right? But you're worth between two and ten billion like billion. billion would it be now? Yeah, two and ten billion dollars, right? Yep. So, yep. Yeah, and then your small cap is going to be anything from three hundred, I believe, three hundred million to about two billion dollars. So again, these just you know some of your smaller companies, and and uh, actually, I, I believe the Russell two thousand, which is going to track your small cap stuff, is has been one of the better performing this year as far as uh you know when you compare some of the averages uh yeah. excuse me compare the indexes uh one of the ones that has been you know a lot of people have pulled out of some of this you know large cap stuff and gotten to more mid and small cap so yeah. yeah way to diversify man it's not all about the apples and the googles and the Tesla excuse me so
0: let me, so ask, let me ask you. Me. I know absolutely absolutely a lot a lot of the the bigger stocks are Pandemic busters, but they're also like uh, a lot more money you know per share. It just depends on how much you wanna spend you know how much your investment budget is that you wanna put out there um so s and p five hundred five hundred of the the biggest companies the, the those would be large cap and and something like uh, Russell's 2000 would be like medium cap to small cap or yeah, small cap. Yeah. So if you look at, like I'm looking at
1: right now, man, looking at the chart and it, it's saying that from the, from about the year 2000, right. So over the last 22 years that mm-hmm. the Russell, the total return on the Russell 2000 has been about 422% where the S&P 500 has been 300 and like 60%. I mean, so it's not just all about the, you know, giant companies that are, you know, yeah. And again, they're just, some of those giant companies are very good. I mean, they're solid companies to invest in, right? I, I mean, Apple yeah. is a solid company to be invested in. Yeah. Apple falls into what they call the mega cap companies, right? So more than two hundred billion dollars. So anything is you know worth more than two hundred billion, right? It's, it's a large cap, ten billion to two hundred billion. Mega
0: cap would be the two hundred billion dollars more. So do uh, companies that are on. The Russell's two thousand. Do they aspire to be on, in the S and P five hundred? I mean, is that uh, sure? I mean, I, I I would think that you
1: know there are some companies that you know obviously they want to continue to grow, right? Well, how do they you know end up getting listed on those deals? Well, you got to you know fit the number requirement. Uh uh-huh. huh. So Three hundred million dollar company, and uh-huh. over the next five years, you end up getting into you know your, your company's now worth you know four billion. Well, now you're considered yeah.
0: a cap company. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Something like that. Because I remember when. Uh, the S and P 500 was listing Tesla and Tesla had to have a certain uh, amount of growth for like four consecutive uh, cycles and that type of thing. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to see if they were actually on the, the Russell 2000 at that point, And they were moving up to S and P 500. I, I was just, uh, just an investor investing in, you know, but yeah that was a question that i had i mean that 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 sounds that sounds likely for most of those companies but yeah i followed the, the Russell 2000 uh quite quite often cuz you can get some some good value from a lot of those companies and so sure. yeah i've definitely uh looked at it so man uh i wanted to i know we have been teasing this for a couple of weeks but i wanted to get a couple of uh your your book ideas i have a couple of books i wanted to get a couple from you uh we're not making any money off of reviewing these nah. books or anything but I, I i like them the ones yeah, that yeah i yeah. mean i don't like them
1: any less right i mean, they ain't paying yeah. us any money but now nah, i'll tell you you know when we do promote these books if you guys do want to shoot us a little uh, referral for increasing sales you know what I mean in your books but no nah, there's nothing Already. more than, than being able to you know i mean give people back you know give back to the people and let them know that Man, there's easy reads out there that you can learn from. You know what I mean, and you yes, know, I mean. not get paid. There's nobody sponsoring us. We're not promoting this, that, and the other for you know what I mean for any personal gain. I mean, the, the only personal gain we get is knowing that you know we're helping other, you know others out that
0: that could use the help. Absolutely. So, I, so I'm gonna let you do one. I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. So Perfect. You can Perfect. do the first one, brother. All right. Well, if
1: we have any overlaps, we, we'll go through and talk about some others man. But Van Tharp uh, has a book called Super Trader. Right. And it's, uh, it's one of those talks about, yeah, making uh, consistent profits it's called Super Trader, making consistent profits in good and bad markets. Uh, and it, it's very good because he he's very, very adamant on making sure you have a trading plan, which I mentioned every time we're on this every, every week and making sure you have a trading plan. And I mean, that's something that he truly, truly harps on to make sure that, you know, you have a plan and understanding, you know, it's, it's a bad market right now. Right. There, there's no lie. Right. There's no there's no denying that. And there totally. are ways to still be able to be profitable while you're doing
0: that stuff. Absolutely. And the book is Super Trader. The author is, what's his name? Van K. Tharp.
1: T-H-A-R-P is the last name. Short okay. read. It's not as bad. It isn't very long. Good 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 people people like short reads <laughs> yeah yeah you know cuz i had when i was in put out there and i was like man that, that i know that that <laughs> one book man that tony robbins right money master the game and uh-huh. shakeable are both great books but dude you're talking like 600 pages i mean oh, really? and if you uh-huh. don't know a lot about investment those books are i mean they, it can overwhelm you, you know what i mean because it's yep. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of jargon in there, a lot of vernacular that they use. And and if you don't know what he's talking about when he says, hey, you know, equity index funds, things like that, you're gonna be like, Man, I'm not reading this,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh my first book uh is one that I have actually uh put on the site. Uh I, I've I've read it and I, I've i put it as a, as an audible uh book. Uh, It's called uh, "Don't Worry, Make Money," and it is by Richard Carlson, PhD. Called "Don't Don't Worry, Make Money." It's also a short read. It's a short book, you know, about two hundred pages, but it's a very good read. uh, Good insight into how money works, and uh, it's, it's called "Don't Worry, Make Money." And I, I've enjoyed reading it and, and reading it for others. And, uh, yeah, that's my first one.
1: Yeah, man, I'm a big Audible audiobook fan, man. I put my AirPods in, man, at night and then listen to a book and, yeah. and set my timer. You know, I set it for like 18 minutes because I started, you know, started <laughs> off at 30 minutes. And I was like, all right, man, when I wake up, you know, a lot of times you know, I miss <laughs> the last you know, 10, 12 minutes of the book, right? Yeah. So, I yeah. could, i've tone it down to 18 minutes man i'm still not getting through 18 minutes of the book but, you know it's very easy i love audible i love to just you know what i mean listen to books so if anybody's got to commute to work man give it a shot i think they give you you know what i mean your first book for free and you know, give yep. you like 30 days to test it out man so audible is for sure something good especially if you're not a reader you know what i mean if you don't like exactly to do books, let somebody else, look let somebody else read it to you exactly you know what I mean? yep. for, for years people were reading to us before we learned how to read and then you know, it's like when you get that job, right? Turn fifteen to get that job, and yeah, one the days, they, used buy, they used to buy my school clothes, right? In the summer, <laughs> you got a job now.
0: Yeah, you you know, you start, own, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, man. No, that, that, I, I love Audible, man. Yeah. The majority of my books that you know I, I read are, are usually, I say, read are usually Audible. When I listen to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, your next book. Ooh, man. So it's tough. There's two here, man, and I'm going to go with uh, the Intelligent Investor from Ben Graham. Right. So yeah. One investment book that you're going to read. Yeah. This is like, I mean, and it's, it's all about value investing. Right. And this dude is like, they consider the Godfather of this stuff. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, and it's one of those, I mean, very influential. Right. Uh, I mean, written years ago. And I mean, the dude just knows what he's talking about. I mean, it's, it, he's been, uh, you know, promoted, right. People like Warren Buffett, some of these being a big time, you know, names, investing names, you know what I mean? Are all people that, you know, that recommend reading the intelligent investor.
0: Yep. Okay, no, I, I've heard of that book, uh, and I, I I like that book. Uh, I think that that's a book that that definitely, you know, it it will put you in a uh, it will give you a philosophy. You may not have the philosophy of a Warren Buffett, but it'll it'll allow you to 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 sort of uh, come up with your own philosophy. The Intelligent Investor, good book, man. So yeah, I have. It's mm-hmm. really good. Go ahead. I have uh, one more. And again, this is a, a book that I've read, and I'm not near retirement age yet, but I like the book for people that are in that mindset. Like, I'm in that mindset, even though I'm not there yet. I got about 15 years, man. <laughs> but I'm in. Mean, okay, but you got to have that yeah. mindset, knowing that the light's at the end of the tunnel. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. Yep, so I'm there, and, and i like to let other people know that may be in my situation. It, it's called How to Retire with Enough Money. How to Retire with Enough Money by uh, Teresa Ghilarducci, you know, and, and just reading the book, man. Uh, very readable. You know, I, I write. I have a book of my own, man. but so when I when I read books, I want books that allow me... To, to to read them uh and understand them uh you know in a certain way and, and and this book definitely does that again it's it's a smaller book than uh than 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 uh don't worry make money so uh but it, it's a very good one. It's a good read. Uh How to Retire with Enough Money, uh Teresa Giladucci. Very good book. That's good, man. You know, I
1: got one more for you. And it's sure. uh, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I just did it for my for my parents. I had to read it uh, when I set up their estate plan. It's called Estate Planning One Hundred and One. Okay. And it's uh you know something that everybody uh by uh, Vicky Cook and Amy Blacklock and uh there are actually two ladies that are the founders of uh Women Who Money uh and it goes through what you need to consider right. So what is an estate right? Why does it require planning? Like you know how do you determine what your estate is? what are the, some of the things you need to have in place, right? Because unfortunately only thing guaranteeing life are death and taxes, right? So when you pass Just on, heard. what's going to happen with your estate, you know what I mean? And how do you minimize the estate taxes and things like that and making sure that the people that you're wanting to pass it on to can, you know, keep a majority of what it is that you're passing on to them. You know what I mean? So yep. talking about powers of attorney, right? How to ensure your income and your assets and planning for your retirement, how to leave behind your legacy, uh, you know, talk about tax advantages, right? With wealth and estate inheritance taxes. So, very very good, and that one again short short read. I mean, I think it's something like two hundred and some pages, but it's a small. I mean, like physically a small book, yeah, so absolutely. there ain't a lot of words on every page. I mean, yeah. very 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 easy read. I think I got through that thing in like a day and a half, man. And good. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but it, it's very good, man. So people just understand for all our viewers out there that you need to start thinking about, it. and it's never too soon to think about your your estate plan. You know, absolutely. About, you know, absolutely. early in your career, it may not be as. Uh, as import still important, may not be as important, but as you progress, right, you start hitting your 40s and you start getting to that point where you're starting, you know, in, in the, your, your highest earning years and making sure that, you know, God forbid something happens, we're going to do, right? Yeah. How's your insurance working, right? Do you have a, you know, do you have a will, last one testament? Do you want to set up a trust? Uh, things like that, that are going to make a difference as to how your assets, you know, get passed on.
0: Absolutely. Good deal, man uh those are just a few books we'll probably be bringing you guys uh book reviews maybe once a month something like that but uh there's yeah. a lot of great books out there and hopefully you guys are readers or listeners and, and you can listen to books it all works the same yeah all right big dog so uh we're gonna uh we we did this uh, uh once before maybe two weeks ago man we gonna we gonna do it again let's let's look at uh some charts uh of some stocks man see how they look uh how about we we check out uh first of all let's check out the the airline stocks man you know what what is uh uh I like Southwest. Like yeah, something. look, I already had
1: that pulled up on my screen, man. It's funny you say that, man. Love, it. yeah. Yeah, ticker symbol <laughs> LUV.
0: Um, LUV, yeah, love. Absolutely. Yeah, for
1: sure. One of the only uh, airlines, if not the only airline that has been profitable.
0: Okay. All right, yeah. talk to us.
1: So, uh, man, if you could go to the sh- uh, screenshot, if you won't let me uh, share it.
0: All right, so, again, I am multiple participants. All right, go ahead. There we go. All right.
1: There it is. Can you see it? Yes. Yes. Right. There we go. So yeah, man. Uh, Southwest Airlines, actually in the in in the in the book called uh Beat the Street, right? Gary he talks about, you know, Southwest Airlines being one of the good ones, man. Something okay. that people can kind of learn to do, man, when you learn a little bit about balance sheets and, you know, some of the financial statements you can go through and you can read. And he gives some weird, very good pointers on, you know, when you're looking to invest in a company, some things to look for. Uh, but Southwest Airlines, I mean, it you know, the, this downward trajectory that, you know, we've seen is, is not uncommon for almost anything in the market these days. Yep. You know, for the year, you know, it's on that heavy downtrend like everything else. Uh, but if you look right here, I'll increase the size here so everybody can see this it started like it wants to make a rally, right? So it looked like it was going to push, and now, oh man, has got a chance, got a chance, right? And it reached a peak, right? Never hit the uh, support resistance flip right here. Mm-hmm. You know, hit it, right? Didn't like it, was rejected, came back down, took a, you know, a, a drop. And this is crazy because they even, you know, earnings, right? So you look at their earnings. They, they exceeded what, you know, market expectations were. Yeah. And there, and there was still a drop, right? So, I mean, a gap down, if you can see this gap down here uh is it right here so on earnings day it ended up gapping down right here so closed up here so there's that gap that happened on earnings and it looks like uh, they, they may have reported you know in the afternoon yeah so looks like right gap down people are worried like oh man the airlines and travel and inflation and everything else going on Um uh, and then it looks like when they finally did go back and and uh and and report that it started to rally back. So you see, I mean I mean it was as low as what is that? Oh, it's low for the day.
0: Yeah. So 36, so
1: 36, uh, you know what I mean? And it's you know started to rally back. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's still on that downtrend, you know what I mean. But again, it just broke this level of resistance, right? Just okay. gotta get it to close. It looked like it, you know, kind of hit right in there and rejected it, came down started to rally back again. So I think Southwest is one, one that I I personally own. Yeah. Uh, I I like it. You know what I mean? I I like their business model. I like that they, you know, they are still able to keep their fares fairly cheap. They don't charge for bags, which is always a plus, you know what I mean, when you're traveling. Especially traveling with a family, right? Yeah. You know, so if you can't put it in the carry on, man, at least, you know, everybody gets two check bags. And that I mean, that's huge, especially when you talk about, you know, companies like Spirits and the other ones that are charging you 35 bucks per bag or you know, the first bag's free and the next bag's thirty-five dollars. Okay. So anyway, I
0: like their business model, man. Absolutely. I do too uh uh i used to have some Amer- some uh, southwest i don't have any now but i used to definitely uh so looking at the chart man uh i don't want to get too technical for people right now but so the red is and the red and the green they're, they're called candlesticks but the red is bad and the green is good is, is that? that's what?
1: how it is yeah so the, the more green you see uh the, the better it is but yeah the the red is is means there's you know it's going down in price okay and the green is you mean it's going up in price so what i'll do is i'll show everybody here let me see let me make this uh the body just make the green green and the red red just so everybody can see yeah. it's a little easier for people to see that uh what we're talking about here all right so yeah candlestick charts um brief 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 here right so yep. you'll have basically where the stock opens so we'll take this most recent candle here right so it's red mm-hmm. so what happens is right up here is where it opened that at the top of this red candle all right, that was the opening price. So uh, oh. what it opened that day, thirty eight twenty seven is where it opened. Okay. And throughout the day, you know, I mean, it went up, right? So you see the little wick up here. Yep. You see the wick, and you see the wick at the bottom. So it's gone up, and right, and it came down, and you know, throughout the day, obviously, it's going to do that stuff. Uh, but based on where it opened at thirty eight dollars and twenty seven cents, and at the closing bell, where it ended, which was at thirty eight dollars and eleven cents, so that's why it's right. Opened up here. And price closed down here, so price closes lower than what it opened at. Well, then, and be red, get a right, get a red candlestick. That obviously, if you go the day before, hey, I'll use this bigger candle right here. All right, so the uh, this is on November third. It oh, price opened right down here, so at about thirty five ninety six. All right, and then again throughout the day it goes down, it goes up, so it got as low as you know thirty five forty nine, got as high as thirty seven twenty two. So it opened up right here, and it ended up working its way up that way. So it was a green candle, good, you know, green, again, green's always good mm-hmm. that, you know, rise in price like that. it's always a good deal. There's so many chart patterns and candlestick patterns that people can look at and study. And it's all about, you know, your trading strategy and all that stuff. But, but really what you're looking for, for the lay investor, anybody's trying to learn how to do this stuff is try to find the trend. You know, the people say, don't trade against the trend. Well, right now, technically it's in a, you know, in a heavy downtrend since I mean, uh, October of last year. So, going back almost uh, 13 months, you know, yep. on this downtrend, downtrend, downtrend. Yeah. Consolidate a little bit. But if you just start seeing the trend and start to see how price action is moving, all right. So, I was drawing like some new trend is coming up this way now. So, what we're hoping for here is, right, it continues to you know go up, come down. What you want to do is kind of break above where this red box is if it can break and close above that and continues to work, you get this, you know, almost like a, like where I put it, you know, a flag, right. There's a triangle. What you're hoping for is because it's an ascending here that it breaks above that. If it breaks above that trend line, well, now you have a shot to for it to start to make a rally and start to, you know, I mean, push price back up to the, you know, to the levels that it was at.
0: Okay. Hmm. Well,
1: I like Southwest, man. You know, like I said, it's on a nice little pattern. I mean, it's on a nice little run here Yeah. since, uh, October third, you know I mean, and it's going to have its up days and down days, right? So it was up and comes back yeah. down. But if you see where the the easiest way to explain it is that it's making right now the trend that it's on is that it is making higher highs and higher lows, right? So here's the low for the you know October the third, all right. When it came down, well, this low is higher than this low, right? Yeah. Here's another low higher than this low, right? So when they are making higher lows, which kind of sounds counterintuitive. It's a good thing. Price is going up. You know what I mean? So higher lows, right? And you start getting higher highs. Well, here was a high. Came down, right? Oh, this high was higher than this high. Already. This high up here was higher than this high. So got to wait to see what it does, right? Come back down, go back up. Mm -hmm. So just a little thing like that, man. And if you can just learn, you know, for the people out there that are trying to learn this stuff, learn how to just trend. Like, look at the trend and see how it's moving. Yeah. They're being able to identify, you know, little spots of, you know, support resistance and things
0: of that sort. Absolutely. Yeah, and that you know, will help. So let me uh give you my my very first stock that I ever mm-hmm. bought. I don't know. I don't even do you remember your very first stock you ever bought?
1: Man, no, I don't even know if that company's probably still around because we like I said when I first got going, we were, you know, it was uh
0: penny stocks at the time. Okay. So I'm buying yeah. stuff at you know, a dollar a share and selling it at a dollar you know what I mean? So when I was in college, I had uh made I, I maybe went somewhere and i went to some some kind of uh competition or something and and they gave a stock and so and this was like my first my the the summer before i went to college so every three months i got a dollar paper check like a dividend a dollar every quarter all through college so and, and I eventually sold it when I got out of college, and it wasn't worth that much. It was one share, maybe twenty something bucks. But so that was my first share owning. But uh, the first time when I, when I started to invest and learn this stuff, the first stock I bought and I, and I bought it on a friend's recommendation was a uh, SVXY. Was can, can you can you go to that? Yeah. yeah. Be honest, I don't even know what they do. Pro share short VIX, S- yo, VIX, why? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, a uh, short term futures. It's a short term futures ETF, ETF, and I didn't have it with that loan. Yeah, but it's it's one of those. Is probably you know looking at the volatility, right? And mm-hmm. then looking at short term futures. Mm-hmm. Right? So, everything is you know, the futures you're talking about, speculators, right? okay, so speculating and uh, and, and having you know, and I don't say an investment philosophy, but when you talk about speculation, a lot of times you're talking about things that are hoping to buy something now and sell it to somebody at a higher price. Right. So I'm going to buy something right now and I'm going to Mm -hmm. sell it later at a higher price to somebody else. That's a speculator. Right. Okay. They don't care about the underlying business. They only care about stock price. Right. So there's times where even myself, I'm a speculator. Right. So, you know, people are like, oh, coach, what about this? You know, do you know anything about oil and gas? Like, you know, guys, I'm saying, I ain't gonna lie to you. I know nothing about oil and gas. <laughs> but I know that if it's on an uptrend, i want you know I mean? to buy, you know you know, Absolutely. So there's speculator all of this as opposed to like some people that are what they consider investors, right? In yep. For the long run, right? The parties are mm-hmm. gonna be, you know, those people that are buying part of that real business because they truly believe in the success of that business and, you know what I mean? Right. The profits of that business, things like that.
0: So uh, when, I, when I first bought it, or was introduced to it, it might have been at thirty something. It made its way up to like sixty something, right when the uh uh the pandemic happened, uh March of twenty twenty, maybe, around there. And then it went all the way, it went down quite a bit. Oh, and, that, there it is. I mean you can tell when
1: when yeah you, look at that. Look <laughs> at this fall from grace up here, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, I mean, from just here, I mean, from February of 2020 to yep, yep. Uh, March 18th, right. So almost exactly quick. down
0: yep.
1: 65%, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's been a long road, but it looks like it's now starting to get back to around 60 bucks, man. Yeah. yeah. Have 54.76 I mean, yeah. take a look at it again. Yeah. So talk
1: about support resistance levels, right. Resistance, yeah. means, you know, prices going up and
0: where is it meeting resistance? Like, you know, where yeah. it can't break through right so he would be one of those levels. yeah and my boy that that t- told me about the stock he had a lot more than i had so he held it a lot longer than i did he finally got rid of it but it, it was good for him for a long time until the pandemic and it just fell off a cliff but if he just if he'd, have,
1: if he'd still
0: had it if he'd still had that Invest mindset, he'd be coming back around. <laughs> well, I mean, and again, that's something that again, we talk about an investor. Do you believe in the business?
1: Right? Absolutely. So this was something that you know, whatever. The, I mean, this happens to be uh, an ETF, but if if you believe, then we'll just say that this was, you know, Kroger. Right? Mm-hmm. You believe in Kroger, right? It has its fall from grace, but you still believe. Like you know, what this is all due to the pandemic. This has nothing to do with the business as a whole. This is because of what's going on in the world, and you believe in it. Then you come on right in and you say, you know what, man, I believe in this credit, and I'm gonna average down and I'm yeah. gonna continue to buy.
0: Yeah. So
1: and you think about if you'd have, you know, held continue on or said, Hey, yeah, and you buy, and we'll just, you know, go from here. Yeah. And we'll give it, I mean, what is that from March 9th? Yeah. So March of 2020 to November of 2021, you'd have made back I mean, that's 154% gain. Wow. All right. Wow. So Absolutely. people that again being investors that you know believe in a company, they say, man, this is a buying opportunity. And that's why I'm an investor
0: and, and I don't just flip stocks like that.
1: Yeah, man. So there's things that, you know, that, that if, if you believe in it and I'm I'm a wholehearted believer in that, man, if you believe in the company, keep, keep putting money to it. You know what I mean? Now yeah. it's uh you know, one of those where, you know, you're, you're truly madly deeply love this company, but the financials are telling you, Hey man, <laughs> financials aren't very good. You know, yeah, you understand where that's at. I mean, I, I understand you get, you believe in the company and you love the company, you love their products and everything, but you know, numbers don't lie. Well, I guess yeah. that, that's a lie because Sam Free, uh, Bankman-Fried, uh, just <laughs> lied to everybody about you know the numbers and everything. But right. Know, but when you look at you know a company's balance sheet and you're looking at you know their profits and you know looking at you know their income statements and things mm-hmm. of that sort, yep. you can tell if a company is profitable, right? Absolutely. Or they, you know what? You know, are they having to seek financing all the time, or yeah? You know, are they able to grow organically? Yeah. Uh, so all that stuff makes a big difference.
0: So if I was a uh, uh, if I was a, a lottery winner, and I said, "Yo, uh, uh, Mister Chenea, I wanna, I want, I, I, I've won, won five million dollars in the lottery, and that's after taxes. Mm-hmm. How many, how many uh, Berkshire Hathaway should I get? Would you, would you, would you steer, would about, you steer me towards A's or A's. B's? We talking, talking Berkshire? I'm talking A's. about A's. I want A's." You want A's? Would you steer me the A's or the B's? I'm, I just got five million now. Okay, so
1: you're talking about five million, right? So uh, here it is. You can see this and and that. Yes, that is the price to get them right there. Four hundred sixty-eight thousand two hundred ninety dollars exactly for one share. Uh, yeah, I, I, I might want ten, but again, you better learn to diversify. You better take that five million and diversify it. Don't you put it all in Berkshire Hathaway? Okay,
0: okay, Mister Chanea. Yeah, don't. Yeah, let's not do that. Okay, so so how many should I get? And if you're talking about this, man, I mean, it, is that
1: five million? That is five million you have strictly to invest. In. You got to live off of this as a straight, absolutely, yeah. just to invest. I personally probably wouldn't. I, I probably wouldn't even buy uh,
0: Berkshire Hathaway shares, just because you're not getting because Warren Buffett about to die, and then we never know <laughs> what's the head man go. You never know what's going to go with the company.
1: I'm with you. So, yeah, we'll just look at them now. Again, when you're talking about the profit that you're going to make on this, right? Just say that you bought one share.
0: Yeah. So,
1: here on the Thursday, uh, the 10th, it opened at 448490 mm-hmm. And it hit a high of $458,384. So, so I mean, that's, you're talking, that's what. You're talking about,
0: that's a 10 grand. I made 10 G's in a day.
1: You made 10 G's in a day.
0: Hey, man, I could live off that.
1: I know. The problem is what happens when you get days like this where opens up and that thing ends up down here, right? <laughs> or here's that 10 grand you
0: made that day. That's a beautiful thing, right? And then so, come back so over then, here and it loses, you know, so 10, is 20,000. Is something like this good to invest or is it good to like day trade or swing trade? Talk to You
1: got $468,000 a day trade this thing. You probably don't need to be day trading. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, it, okay. it, it all depends on if you, I mean, if you've got the money to do it, yeah, I mean, all I a, got is
0: five million. I'm,
1: I'm trying to. I don't know Yo, five million. That's a lot of money. I personally would not be buying no A shares now. You know, I, I do have clients that have uh Berkshire Hathaway. Their B shares, okay, which are so that's where you would steer me to. My five million dollars, a lot cheaper. You know what I mean? You just more revenue, and again, it allows you to diversify. If anything happens to Berkshire Hathaway, and we'll just say something comes out, you know, you get bad news, you get something. You know, they don't, I mean, look, here it is. Earnings, they missed by $748 million, and, you know, but, the, but they hit everything else as far as their earnings, right? And something happens and that thing tanks down to this level, right? $408,000. You're talking about losing $60,000, multiply that by the 10 shares that you bought. Mm. Six hundred grand, right? Whereas, again, mm-hmm. we're talking about hedging, not just a hedging, but, you know, diversification and saying, hey, you know what, that's fine. I've got, you know, three shares of this. So when it's not doing as well, well, I've got money invested in other areas. So these other companies, right? And start looking at what's correlated, what's not correlated.
0: But I want a, a share, man. I want like uh, some A oh, share. So,
1: yeah, I so buy your home. share. Huh? Buy, buy one share. Hell, okay. if you want to buy all 10 shares with your, with your 5 million, that's your hey, It's
0: your money. I personally would not be putting $5 million into one company. Listen, I I don't want I don't want you to talk to me about what you would personally do, man. I need you to tell me why I should buy B instead of A.
1: Because you're gonna get more bang for your buck. Will I? Okay. Well, I mean, when you think about it, like again, you're talking about being able to buy however many shares of this, right? Yeah. Ten yeah. shares, you say, right? Your five million is gone in those ten shares. Uh huh. All right. The profit potential, yes, is going to be, like I said, with a $10,000 move in a day, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, this thing opened at $394 uh, on Thursday, October 13th, and closed at $415. I mean, I mean so you made about twenty five grand per share. Mm-hmm. So, now, is that – I mean, that's great. But if for any reason you get a drop in price like you have here, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a loss of – Twenty-seven percent of your money is gone. You know what I mean. Whereas, yeah, I may have lost twenty-seven percent here, but I with the other stocks that I have that have done well, right? Because they're not correlated to this, okay. I could have made back. Right? That those other ones are up. You know, forty-eight percent of that same time period.
0: I see so, what you're saying. You know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, you, yeah.
1: so overall, you're up twenty-one percent. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, okay. This is down. I get you. But because you got other stocks and other things, right? Because you probably right. now you've got. Right, that you can kind of offset those losses because Absolutely. these other stocks have done, you know, yeah, done better here. We'll try to find something that's not as uh, not correlated to it. Uh,
0: you know what else I thought about? Was that? And it's another expensive one, it ain't 400,000. But when I first got in the market, uh, BlackRock, I thought about BlackRock, but okay. it, it was really expensive. I hadn't looked at it lately though. So look at this. So dating back
1: to here, right? So we're going back November 20, November of
0: 21.
1: Uh-huh. Amgen, AMGN is up 34, almost 35%. Berkshire Hathaway is up about eight and a half percent. You with me? Which they're both, that's both profit. Yeah. So good thing about that is we'll just say that, you know, right in here that, you know, Berkshire Hathaway, when you he got here, you know, you were down seven point something percent, right? Right. Whereas Amgen up here, you were still up five and a half percent. So mm-hmm. you almost offset some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So being able to diversify, you know, a lot of it too is how many you know securities are you having? Are you holding in your portfolio? Right. So yeah. people are like, oh man, you know, I should you know only have five, only have three. Uh, you know, I know I don't know the magic number. I know that just from my research and just from you know just learning, right? Education wise, mm-hmm. that you know between. Twenty and thirty, right? Twenty-five and thirty different individual securities. Mm-hmm. Up a, you know, I mean, to make up a solid portfolio, where again, you got things that are correlated, things that are not correlated. This way, when the, you know, when when the crap hits the fan, like it's going on now, you've got a way to offset some of your losses. Let's see, here it is, correlation. Let me pull this one up. All right, so there you go. All right, and this is just, I mean, a bunch of just random stocks here. Okay. So the SP 500, which is in red. And let me let me close some of these things out of here, man, because that's a lot of damn color on that screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, so there it is. All right, so Amgen, uh, Eli Lilly, uh, Northrop Grumman. Okay. So here it is Eli Lilly. When some of these are down, or, you know, like Amgen's up 72%. Wow. S&P 500, right? And they just going back to 17. Let me increase this in size a little bit so that we can mm-hmm. see. So you look, all right, S&P 500, right? Down, yeah, starting to rally. Cool. Well, here it is here. As the S&P 500 is coming down, you've got Northrop Grumman that is on the rise, right? So they're not there's not a high correlation there. Right. So Northrop Grumman is rising while the S&P 500 is falling. You know what I mean? So somebody that's like invested in, you know, let's say the the – yeah, SP 500 right in the ETF while the SP 500 isn't doing well, there are still individual stocks out there, right? So mm-hmm. in half your portfolio, we'll just say half your money, your 5 million, you put two and a half million into the SP 500 and you put two and a half million dollars into Northrop Grumman. You'd be able to see that Hey, while. Yes, this is coming down. You know what I mean? It's been, the yeah. SP 500 have been doing great. Northrop Grumman has been able to make, you know, yeah.
0: 37%. Yeah. Um, this is awesome. And I, li- I like the way you can, Show me the the charts and explain it to me because I, I can see it. And I'm like, okay, I, I believe that because I can see it. There we go.
1: That's easier. Yeah. So, and that's all on, I mean, based on price and where it's at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, how long, there we go. Back to where we're at. So from 2022, right? Beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. The S&P 500 is S&P, the, the red line is S&P 500. So from here, you can see that it is on this downtrend, right? Yeah. When you take that same time frame and you see from Elias from the same deal, I'll just start from here. That thing's on this uptrend. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So I'll change the colors so everybody can see. Yo. These colors kind of match up. That's a trend for Northrop Grumman. This is the trend for the S&P 500. Even better here, look, Eli Lilly. Around that same time.
0: Yeah. Look mm-hmm. at that. Sure. So again,
1: making sure that you are properly diversified. That's where, you know, I mean when you start seeing it like this, that oh man, like the uh, hell look, Amgen also around that same time. As mm-hmm. the P five hundred is coming down. Some of these stocks are on the rise. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <clears throat>
1: yep. I said properly diversify, man. Diversification is key, and then making sure you spread it, you know, around. I, I'm not telling anybody to go out there and buy Amgen and Eli Lilly because, again, both we're talking, you know, in the in the medical industry. All right. So right. diversifying, hey man, I got some yes and some, you know, uh, healthcare. I have yeah. got some in, you know, defensive stocks. I've got some that are, you know, growth. Some that are, you know. Um, consumer discretionary right so taking some of that money that people make right how much discretionary income do you have and investing you know in some of those stocks the nikes and things like that that you know Mm -hmm. do we need nike no i need shoes for my feet. i don't need nike you know what i mean right so and then understanding what's going on in the market and and, and in the country i mean they were just talking the other day and i was actually speaking to my father about it man things like walmart the dollar store right dollar tree dollar general those things Yep. Why? Wow, when things are getting, you know, inflated and prices are going up and everything. Well, people still want to be able to shop. Well, what do I gotta do? I gotta be able to find somewhere where I can get it for a little bit cheaper, right? So you know, uh companies like Dollar Tree, Dollar General here. I pull up Walmart. So Walmart on a nice uptrend. Yeah. I mean, slow and steady wins a race. Mm-hmm. All right, tortoise in the air But let me say, go easy. there. Why? Because people, are like, hey, man, you know what? I, I love shopping at Target. You know, Target prices I can't afford. So I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to go buy at Walmart. Yeah, man, man, look at this. Here's something that's very interesting for people to see. This is a gap down here, right? So, what so is they missed on earnings, right? So earnings came out, and Wall Street did not like that, you know, their earnings per share was not where they wanted to. So what happens? They get a sell off, right? So mm-hmm. gaps down, right? Gets a gap down again. Yeah, but right. usually when you have these gaps that happen like that, they fill the gap. So I'll make it so that this thing is. uh. So here was the other gap that it filled, right? So from the body of this candle, this candle right here to this candle. And what happens is, okay, man, it rallies and what's it do? It fills that gap, all right? Hmm. It comes back down, right? And starts working again, it's working again, it hits that gap. Oh man, we had a gap down again. Boom, right here. Don't know what happened there. Yeah. But what happens is it likes to fill the gap. So there it is. Here's this gap right here and it fills the gap. right boom coming back down right and it's like all right now we got to fill another gap oh well hell it gapped up well again it's bound to fill that gap all right so it goes up and guess what here it is so from here to here it managed to fill this gap right here Mm -hmm. now it has made it a point to fill this gap with this big red uh, rectangle here look there it is came back and look filling that gap filling the gap filling the gap yes sir yeah so you know i mean finding those gaps is, you know i mean. Hoping that, Amen. man, historically, and you can go back and you can check, like, historically, does it go back and fill the gap? Well, looking right here. Boom, yeah. there's a gap. Absolutely. Right here. It, you know I mean? Gapped up. Well, does it stay true to form? It gapped up. Well, it's got to fill this gap somehow, right? And there's, I yep. mean, it gapped up, so you're looking for that gap down. Well, there it is. Boom, it just filled the gap. And these three, four, five candlesticks right there filled the gap. And it's got to the gap. Pretty funny, man. We only done it for you know maybe you know not even a full year's to, or a year's time here, All right? Boom! There's the gap down. Uh-huh. It starts to rally. Here it is. Here it is. So we need to fill this this red rectangle. We need to fill it back up. Well, sure enough, there it goes. There it goes. Boom! Almost there, and it is now fully filled. All right, so that gap is now hmm. I exceeded that gap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. But Walmart, you know, people want to be able to get things for a little bit cheaper, right? Can't always afford to go buy things, you know what I mean, that that we want to buy. So we got to find them for a cheaper price. So understand what's going on in the country, right? Things like the Dollar Store, Dollar Tree, Walmart, some of these retail buyers that people can find deals. Yeah. Walmart's okay. I mean, you're talking here, look, at the beginning of the year. Walmart, right? Oh, inflation, 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 inflation. And look, Walmart, man, hits a high of $160. They miss on earnings, right? Big banks, big financial institutions start to sell off, sell off, sell off. And then what happens? Here comes roaring back. Roaring back. Yeah. Get this stuff here, man. So there are things out there, man, that you can uh, can buy. Here's another one. And by you know, in the sporting goods on stuff academy.
0: Academy's oh
1: done. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I mean, Academy's done well. Yeah. I. uh I still go to academy for stuff, man. Uh,
1: I feel like I'm at academy with my <laughs> knucklehead son. I'm there all the time football season. I'm there two, three times a season buying yeah. pieces and yeah pleats because he grows out of them. You know what yeah. I mean? And no matter yeah. The most. yeah, man. So. But Academy, I mean, has done well since, you know, May of uh, of this year up until yeah. now. I mean, it's been a, it's seen an increase in, let's see, well, I'll check percentage wise. I'll go to where it closed at on Friday. So, man, look at that. May wow. of this year. Look at that. May of this year till uh, up until Friday at the closing bell, it's up almost 90%. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah so so there are companies cool. out there, man. Even in bear markets, there are companies out there you can invest in. You can find some value and some deals. Yeah
0: yeah that's what's up man uh appreciate you showing us these charts man uh it makes it makes it a lot easier to commit to something when you can see it in a chart uh doing exactly what you say it's gonna do Boy, yeah you know, well I mean again and I'm know I don't have a crystal
1: ball where I know exactly where price is gonna go there's plenty of algorithms and things like that out there man Right. You know, I'm, I'm. I don't necessarily make recommendations on. I don't at all. I don't make recommendations on individual stocks. Um, I will go. Well, and the reason I say that is, you know, I man, I want everybody to go through and say, oh man, well, I watched this deal. and You told me to buy this. Well, I'm not telling anybody to buy it. I'm just showing you what the chart is showing us. Absolutely. Make your own. You know, I mean, you do your own due due and, diligence and and make but, you know, the best a uh, choice you can for yourself and your and, and your investment style. And I'm telling the people, I mean, they can see what we can see. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and I'm not anybody thinking like, oh man, has got to me to buy it. And then, you know, like I said, no oh, man, Academy's, you know, 90% since May. And yeah. Academy, yeah. You know, falls out the sky because something happens. That's self
0: explanatory.
1: Right. Well, and that's the problem, you know, that we not to say problem, but that's one of the issues that we went into, you know, being a, uh, an investment advisor is, you know, making sure that people understand if I'm, I'm giving you some kind of a recommendation and you take it, that, you know, people get upset about that stuff. So, uh-huh. I can give you recommendations yeah. as to what stocks and, you know, what looks good and what is done, you know, fairly well over, you know, certain right. months or years or whatever, but. Right. Right. And still I've got had to be able people, to do your own diligence, man. And, you know, I've
0: had people absolutely that they're like, well, I, I see you're winning. I want to invest in what you're investing in. I'm like, that's fine, but you don't necessarily have my temperament. Like when the stuff is down, are you going to be chill, chill? Like I'm chill. You know, I mean, that's a big part of it. Like, if you're, you can't just invest it with somebody else investing and just think that it's gonna be all good. You yeah, know? you can't just go in
1: and and, and you know, it's just like, you know, they call it when you're, you know, tailing somebody. Like, hey, man, you know, I'm putting, you know, I'm betting hundred dollars on the Lakers. And like, well, you know what? If you want to put on, that's on you. You know what I mean? You can tell me that's mm-hmm. fine, but if yeah. I
0: lose, don't blame me. I mean, I exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> i making. don't yeah.
1: make any of those
0: deals, man. But because they all those deals. I'm not I'm not betting the rent money on, on if the Lakers win. You might be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I'm smart on that. I know what my risk level is
1: and what my tolerance level is. Absolutely. These deals. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of the things I tell people is that, you know, you have passive investing, you have active investing. Right. right. Most people, right, that don't have the time to sit there and do all the research and look through financial statements and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. want to be considered what they say is, you know, a, a passive investor. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't know, have a very aggressive investing investing style Is one of those buy. You're trying to limit the amount of buys and sells you have. Yep. Whereas you have somebody that's uh has the mindset, has the skills, right? You know, the dedication, right. you do all the research and everything. It's more of mm-hmm. an, an active investor, right? right. Enterprising right. investors. Right. And again, that's all stuff, man. Again, here it is. The Intelligent Investor, man, by uh, Benjamin Graham. So things like that, that's going to talk about in that book. But understanding, do you have a, you know, what's your tolerance for risk? So one thing I do with my clients is, we're going to go through and I have a risk questionnaire that we're going to do, and we're going to put together and and make sure that we know, you know,
0: Yeah, exactly. A
1: scenario A happens and, you know, you have the potential to make 30% or the potential to lose 27% or scenario B where I, you know, you may only, you know, you're okay with only making 7%, but you know, you're only risking 5%. You know, the worst case scenario, you lose 5%, best case scenario, you make 7%. There's a difference in that, right? That that investment style, there's a huge, huge difference on, how you know you you go about that so
0: yeah absolutely
1: tell tell otherwise i mean i just do make
0: sure you do your own due diligence don't just go with what the talking heads say man right because it's a lot easier if when you come up with your own investing philosophy you know what i'm saying like you've got to know you and, and you know you can't come up with a philosophy until you know your risk tolerance uh and certain other factors you know how much you're working
1: with also then man,
0: yeah, says, hey, man yeah, i'm gonna invest what
1: you're investing in all right well that's great you know i've, I've got you know for example i've, I've got three thousand shares of tesla and we'll yeah. just say you know tesla's still back at the 800 900 you know what yeah man? yeah so you don't have eight nine you know three thousand dollars that amazon was at one point
0: exactly and you can't
1: just you know i mean do what i'm doing you know what i mean you might only have 500 to start with yeah so you say oh, i want to be in what you're in well i'm sorry bro. i mean unless you're willing to buy stock slices and partial shares and all that but so it, it's a big deal to understand, you know, your own yeah. yes risk risk tolerance. What can you tolerate? Yeah, how much
0: you know are you willing to lose? How much are you know you're willing to put up? Absolutely, makes a difference. Because I saw some people uh, that had hundreds and hundreds of shares of of certain stocks, and I had like tens of shares of those stocks, and I would lose, you know, a few thousand, and it would irk me like in a day they mm-hmm. would lose, they would lose like tens of thousands in a day. Yep. So that's how you think of me. Like, like I know I'm upset, but I know they're way more upset. You know, you can't really just, you know, once you have a sort of, you reflect on it like that, it, it sort of keeps your balance a little bit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, keep things in perspective, you know, yeah. like I tell my son, man, and, and tell other athletes, right. You know, Pellin, you know, boys had a you know a good season, man. they made the playoffs and they lost in the first round. And, you know, kids are you know it, it stings, right? The loss, Absolutely. you know, lost things. Absolutely. And, you yeah. know, try to tell them to keep it in perspective, man. People have lost bigger games, right? Yeah, Falcons lost a 25-point lead in the world's
0: biggest game.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So just kind of keep things in perspective that well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you lost money, and you know? I mean try to find some silver lining, like oh, you lost, you know, five grand today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Joe Schmo over here, who's got you know 30 times as many shares yeah. lost. 500k today yeah so yeah absolutely you know, understand how it's you know keeps keeping things in perspective man
0: yeah man And that
1: you know it, money's
0: gonna come and it's gonna go all right? so gonna that's when you're investing you you need to that's what you need you need perspective uh you need a, a philosophy uh you know you need to know uh, your temperament all kinds of things when it's coming to the to long-term investing you know and, sure. I, and I imagine uh, uh, day trading is a whole new animal. I haven't oh, really sure. tried to do it yet. Yeah, but. for sure. Day trading, swing
1: trading, scalping. I mean, there's so many different strategies to use, man. The deal <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, ideally is, yeah. and, uh, and I know we're out of time here, but just make sure that when you when you go into this, that when you've done your homework, you know, that, that, that's huge. And yeah. make sure that you have, you know, you, you have some kind of financial job. What are your objectives? What are your goals? Absolutely. I mean, just investing just to invest. Well, I mean, and you, you're you're bound to lose money. You know what I mean? <laughs> so
0: Absolutely.
1: I'm saying what 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 is your objective? You know what I mean? I like got a friend of mine, trades options. Like, man, I try to make like sixty bucks a day. Yeah, that's great. You know what I mean? He's got a plan. This is what he does to do all this stuff, man. So he's got some form of an objective. He figures, you know what I mean, over two hundred trading days in a year at sixty bucks yeah. a day, you know he can make a nice little profit. So yep. just make sure you have some kind of objective and everything. But what the, what it is you're trying to do? Already, man. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, another one in the Life books. Event. Thanks for having me on again, man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> you having me on again, man. This, this is good, man. I like it. we do this every week, give the people
0: something, you know what I mean? They can, they can hang their hat on and watch what we can learn from. Yeah, yeah. And I've been getting real positive feedback from it, bro. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to keep it going until the wheels fall off. And, uh, you know, then we're going to put them back on and keep it going some more.
1: That's what it's supposed <laughs> to be, man. Hey, how did y'all do
0: Thursday Wednesday? Uh. Basketball game. Oh, we, uh, Again, who you talking about? We we played like three games last week. No, you said Wednesday you had a game. Remember you
1: said you had a game once. That's why we had to play. We played, we
0: played Katie, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Katie was tough. We uh we came up short in, in in the varsity game, which is the only one that matters. But yeah, Katie was tough. You know, All we right, man. we I'm just won. Long season, long yeah. Season. We 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 won uh, Saturday though. So, good. Yeah, Very that's good. what's up. And that's that was good, man, first. I appreciate you having me on, dog. I appreciate you having me, man. Yes, sir. And we'll we'll do it again this week. That'll work, man. I'll talk to you then. All right, buddy. All right, brother. Take care, man. All right.